This is Emily Leung Liu interviewing Professor Bellinder. So, um, what's your career title? So my career title here is um, Assistant Professor, and I'm also the coordinator of the Adapted Physical Education Added Authorization Program. Where'd you get your education from? I earned my bachelor's, Bachelor of Science in Kinesiology from Cal State University, San Bernardino. And I earned my single subject teaching credential in adapted physical education added authorization at California State University, San Bernardino. Um, I earned my master's degree in education, um, specifically in, in teaching and learning from California Baptist University. And then I'm actually currently in a PhD program um, like four weeks into it at California Baptist University as well. Okay. Um, do you have any general advice for a college freshman? I do and this is advice that I didn't heed when I was a freshman um, or even during my master's degree but it's something I've had to do now in my PhD program because I'm just busier than I've ever been before in my life. Um, so I took, um, I'm very very detailed in my schedule and keep an online calendar um, and I have blocked out specific times for when I'm going to do uh, schoolwork but not just that part's not new but what, what is newer this like this time around with school is I've I've taken the assignments um, in each of I'm taking two courses right now each of the assignments and the due dates and then plug those into very specific times when I'm when am I going to work on those with a buffer in there too mm -hmm. in, in, a, in case you know things come up um, so just really being detailed about the schedule I'd say okay and um, that gives you more freedom in the end any advice related to being a kinesiology major good question um, I think it's it's broad uh, it's a it's a broad broad field, there's a lot of different things you can do with kinesiology, and so I would say, um, and I think I probably mentioned this when I spoke to your class, but job shadow. Get out there and see, um, you know, if, if there are fields that you're, you think you're interested in, like physical therapy, occupational therapy, um, teaching, um, get out there and see professionals doing that in, in their environment so that it's not just this um, picture in your head that may or may not you know, bear resemblance to reality, um, but it's actually, you actually have some context for, okay, I, th I think this is what I want to do, and then I can really be motivated about school versus, okay, I'm not really sure, or, or you invest four years into school and you realize, like, oh, I wish I had observed some, someone doing this sooner, I would have mm -hmm. changed my major, so. Mm -hmm. um, what do you enjoy most about the field? So, in, as a professor, I enjoy um, teaching students. What I enjoy least is grading, um, especially, especially poor work. Grading good work is not that, I enjoy that. Um, it's fun, I root for students that are doing good work. Um, but let's see, I enjoy teaching um, as a professor, like I said, I enjoy um, service learning and not all, not all of our kinesiology professors do this because of the courses that they teach, mm -hmm. but, but in my classes we go out to the local community and we're engaging in service, but my students are learning, the, the community members are, are benefiting from, from them being there, and, and so I really enjoy that as well. Um, in my former career as, a, as an adapted physical education teacher, I absolutely loved um, working outside, I loved working with students and really working with, um, and working with other professionals for the 
as I saw it, for the betterment of society, like really getting students with disabilities integrated with students without disabilities so that they could grow up together and understand mm -hmm. each other. So um, how or what made you interested in this career? Um, so my K-12 teaching career in adaptive physical education, it was job shadowing. Mm -hmm. um, and in realizing I am very passionate about this, um, I definitely sense the Lord's calling in, in that area. And then um, in, so I've been doing that for about nine years in, in a school district in Southern California. Mm -hmm. Um, the Lord opened up an opportunity to teach at APU part-time in the Adapted PE program and teaching future teachers. And so I started doing that and um, again I just, um, one of my Clifton strengths, I would imagine you've done that yeah. already, one of my Clifton strengths is developer and so that's kind of the person that, kind of like a mentor, that mm -hmm. they really enjoy bringing along other people and, and, and training them in what they do. So. Um, so there's a lot of that that goes on in college too, so I enjoy that part about it too. Um, within your profession, what are some career paths people can go into? Let's see, so kinesiology broadly. So, I mean, specifically, let me start, I'll, I'll start specifically with physical education and then another program that I teach in here too, which I haven't mentioned yet. But, um, so in, in kinesiology with the education concentration, you can become a, a physical education teacher of grades K through 12. Um, with the adapted PE added authorization, you can, again, teach students with special needs um, at all of those levels as well. Uh, we also have a program that combines the added authorization and adapted physical education with a master's in physical education. And so um, that, that advances your salary in the school districts, but a master's degree also makes you eligible to teach in the community college level. Um, and then sometimes in four-year universities, like, APU. Mm -hmm. I, I currently, you know, the highest degree I hold is a master's. Um, but we get a lot of students in that master's program that are interested in teaching in community college or they're interested, maybe even more interested in coaching in community college. And mm -hmm. so they've graduated, they've got their bachelor's. Um, they are generally like our common student in the online master's program is um, an assistant coach at a community college and they want to advance to that head coach position either there or another JC. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the schools are saying, well, you know, we don't pay full-time coaches, but if you earn your master's degree in whatever, we can have you teach some of those classes in, uh, you know, during your off times and round out your, your salary. So to be eligible to, to be head coaches there, they um, earn their master's degree. So that's the teaching side of things. And then in kinesiology, I mean, um, and what, what, what concentration are you in? Health professions. Health professions. So obviously I would imagine you know that that's a good track for physical therapy, mm -hmm. occupational therapy. Um, I think sometimes not everyone understands occupational therapy. So if, um, even, even within those, I can kind of speak to my area of expertise. So both of those professions are also in the schools too. You can, you can do clinical settings, but you can also do school settings. And so in the schools, physical therapists help students with uh, generally with physical disabilities access the physical environment of their campus. So sometimes that's working on strengthening and balance to be able to ascend and descend just standard curbs mm -hmm. um, or stairs that might be on the campus. Um, other times it's providing adaptive seating to give them, like maybe they don't have a whole lot of trunk control mm -hmm. um, for neuromuscular reasons. And so it's providing adaptive seating to get them in the optimal position for, for doing their work. Mm -hmm. 
occupational therapy works more with the occupations of school and so um, and fine motor and so the occupations of school tend to be more like writing so if it's um, you know they're working with students on better um, better writing better um, sometimes they're working on typing if that's a better option for the student mm -hmm. um, they're working on things like cutting in the elementary grades um, but then in the schools, occupational therapists also have another unique role, which which I think is probably even more fascinating, but that's working with students with sensory processing disorders. So as I'm talking, you're hearing the words, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're perceiving, you're, you're sensing the words through your ears. You're perceiving the words in your brain and mm -hmm. making sense of the words. Um, and so you understand what I'm saying. So students, um, students with, a lot of students on the autism spectrum have sensory processing disorders. So um, they might not be able to tune out the stimuli that you and I can do to focus on what we need to. For instance, like, there's, you know, now that I'm pointing it out, you can hear <laughs> there's a slight hum, right? Mm -hmm. um, probably from the air conditioning. Yeah. And, you know, so, so they can be overwhelmed by those or hypersensitive to those sounds, and so occupational therapists work with um, helping to desensitize them and helping them to accommodate and get those sensory needs met. So. Okay. Um, what resources did you use throughout college that made you successful in school? Let's see. I think having other people read my work was good. Uh, you know, one of the common one of the common errors I see in grading is just that we, number one, we sometimes write like we like we speak, so very mm -hmm. colloquial. Yeah. Um, another one is we think that we're typing what's actually in our head. But a lot of times we omit words, things like that. So it's harder for us to catch that because when we read it back to ourselves, it's, you know, we're going to read it as we thought it, basically, mm -hmm. not necessarily as it's actually on the, on the digital page. Um, so, yeah, having an outside editor like that, um, I would say we have a great writing center and I think it's completely underused. And so um, I've talked with a number of students that have said that that's been especially beneficial. Um, how did you prepare yourself for graduate school? Good question. So I'll, I'll speak to the most recent one first, um, to the PhD program, not necessarily the master's. Um, one of the things I did was I had to cut things. So, um, you know, I've heard many people say it different ways, but you don't just add grad school to your life. Like, mm -hmm. you have, it has to replace something. And so if you think about it, I mean, they say sometimes like 30 to 40 hours per week that you should be devoting toward Mm -hmm. towards your studies and that's on top of your job etc so I knew like I wasn't going to be able to work less here um, and so um, I had been serving in middle school ministry at my local church for like 12 years straight and um, had to put that on pause just mm -hmm. while I'm going back to school so things like that um, like I said to just getting all the all the syllabi and assignments in front of me and then um, what I did too is I put them all in one document on a week by week basis so mm -hmm. that I could look in like, you know, now now on Mondays I'm like looking, okay, well, it's week four, what, mm -hmm. do, what do I need to do? Um, instead of like, oh wow, that's due this week, you know, when, and I have <laughs> a day left to do it. Um, so I think planning ahead is, is essential and it's not something that comes naturally for me. Um, Achiever is my number 34 strength, uh, 34. <laughs> and uh, my wife would tell you too that I'm like, <laughs> missing that part of my brain that does planning, so. <laughs> what is a typical day at work? That's a good question. One of the things about higher ed is that I think um, it's not always typical. And then 
um, even in adaptive PE, it's not always typical. Sometimes I'm starting at this school and then I'm going to another, you know, and then other mm -hmm. times I'm starting at the high school and then going to other schools. Um, but here too, I am, um, I teach uh, face-to-face. Right now I'm only teaching one face-to-face -face class mm -hmm. and it's, it's a grad level course and it's one night a week. So Thursday nights I'm, I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. um, I'm generally here though, two or three days a week. And then on the days that I'm not, uh, actually, I was just telling Dex, Dr. Dex this, but um, my wife homeschools three of our four kids. So like our, um, even though they don't like come up, they know not to like disturb me when I'm working. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if they're bickering with each other, like that's that's mm -hmm. even more distracting than mm -hmm. if they were to come up and talk to me. Um, so I generally like on the days that I'm not here, I will spend almost a whole day at Starbucks, like just, you know, working on grading, mm -hmm. um, working on planning, that kind of thing, responding to emails, so. Um, if you could do it all over again, would you choose the same path or a different route? That's a great question. So my, my route to higher ed was very atypical, meaning generally most professors, they do their bachelor's, their master's soon after. Um, they do about three years or so, like mm -hmm. in, the profession, in professional practice, whatever discipline that is, um, and then go on to get their PhD, having a little bit of professional practice, but you know, then going on to get their PhD. Um, I was very slow to earn my bachelor's just because of a lack of focus, lack of not knowing what I wanted to do. Um, once I went back to school, though, I earned it very quickly, and then my master's very quickly, and then I, you know, I worked for about like 11 years in the field, mm -hmm. and so, um, so would I do it differently? There's parts of me that would say yes, and parts of me that say no. So the, the part that says I would do it the same way um, is glad that I have 11 years of experience in the field and that mm -hmm. I can actually give my students that are gonna be future teachers like relevant information and, um, and have a wealth of experience to draw on, unlike people that were only there a couple years and really didn't hit their stride in their professional career before mm -hmm. they went back to school. Um, but being um, you know, a father of four and having a full-time job at APU um, and going back full-time for a PhD program, that's, mm -hmm. it's a lot. So um, that's the part that would say, you know, it would have been nicer to kind of follow that traditional track. Mm -hmm.